The message continues. When you marry and they visit you in their matrimonial home, the same act will play. So get used to it. If you try to say, I was talking to you, your sister's come and you just left me. What is that? If you really love me, no. You are going to create a lot of problems. Because he has lived with that for 30 years before you come to meet her. And you don't expect somebody to reverse a 30 years act in one day. He can make adjustment because of Christianity and for the sake of the marriage, but he will be grieved in the inside. It won't cost you anything to give her that one hour with his family. Right? I come from a family background that it can be very troublesome. Because I come people are this uncle, maternal kind of inheritance. So, some, uh, uh, even I don't have a biological sister, my cousins, uh, they see, when they come to your house, they feel like they are in charge. Because of that act, because I saw that thing destroy a lot of my uncle's marriage. Some of my aunties will go there and destroy the marriage. Now, sorry, umbra. Hey, I saw you are a now, Tifia. Eh, no, I could be a freezer. Hey, that kind of thing. And before you know, the marriage is destroyed. So I built a wall of defense. In fact, the Jericho war time. Between my wife and the family. I declare my intention that she is untouchable. The first person in the family that tried that, what I did to her, everybody learned a lesson. Strong. It almost cost her her life. It was very strong. From that time, everybody from whichever height, nobody messed around her. I go home with her, they treat her like a queen. Nobody fools around. Other of my cousins who don't know the secret, they are still dealing with their wives. It will interest you to know that since I'm married, no cousin of mine has stepped into my house. We will meet somewhere, but not my home. You can't even come to the house and see what we have. Because you can't handle it. There's a level of prosperity God gives you that not everybody must enter where you are. Because jealousy will let them destroy you. Give the Lord a better clap of I don't really agree with what you are saying. Okay, let me back it to scripture so that you leave, you leave it for your mind. Do you remember the scripture? That a man will leave his father and mother and be cleave. He didn't refer that to the woman. When you marry her, it is easy for your wife's family to come to the home and it to be peaceful. But when the man's people start coming, unless they really fear God. If they don't fear God, they are caricature Christians, they can cause a lot of problems. They can even be mother-in-laws. It can even be so so in laws. Because the Bible principle is that a man is called living and cleaving. Living and cleaving. Living and cleaving. You can live physically and you have not left emotionally. You can live physically and you have not left psychologically. So a man can marry and his mother still control the house. You are in trouble. Not last. Somebody say knowledge. Is it too strong for you? These are the things you do. All this thing I'm teaching you, it has destroyed so many marriages. A lot of you are caught in. 
In fact, this generation, they think they call courtship because they don't know what it is. They think courtship is uh, asking for uh, uh, the price of engagement ring. Some say I don't know but your ring in a way, I have flat one here. That is not courtship. Courtship is some of the things I'm telling you. What is the state of your life? For instance, you can go and marry a woman. Everybody, that's why I say our destinies are different. Different. You can marry a woman that was raised in a very humble home. Naturally work hard. Naturally don't like to depend on anybody. So for instance, you can marry a woman that will never ask you for anything. Never. Oh. Oh. I, I taught my, my wife how to chop money. He didn't know how to chop money. I know how to chop money. I have bought her things that he went to the shop to collect his money back. How much is this shoe? I said, it's a Americans know they me, 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 I said, fine. Mammy, they come across the tree. I can't. You have to have the kind of heart I have to do this kind of crazy things we are doing. It's not, you can't copy. This is not something you copy. It's tenacity. <laughs> so, when you follow me, and I'm going to shopping and I'm buying things. You have to back off. Because I can buy something that you collapse. The way I give, that is the way I spend. I can give everything to God and have nothing. So, unless I don't like it, I'll get it. What do you do about that? When you go and marry a man like that? Mm-hmm. It is not also a contact for mediocre thinking. You can marry a woman that will control you on the stove. They are the young talk report. Report to no cramp on a year, but I would miss you. Mukia be what I say, or Danny Chamami. So you are living a nice second, but Mukia talent. It can be that kind of mindset. The Lord, the wave. Stephen, I will show you that it takes an adjustment of mind to prosper. In fact, sometimes, God has to... You see the way we deliver people come out. You have to be delivered from the poverty mentality. It is a deliverance session you must go through. Either practically or through knowledge. No matter how God is determined to prosper you, you can limit God by your attitude. Somebody say, Amen. Do you know why a lot of people are jealous in Ghana? It's because of, or in Africa, it's because of our poverty mentality. Write this thing down quickly. Not that when you are preaching, there are points we make that you love it. There are another point that I had. You see, preaching is difficult when it is humbling or where you have to change. If you come to church with your madam, the house helps your madam is here. And the preacher said that. Some of you as house you should treat them like your daughter. The woman said, praise God! <laughs> and thank God for the balance of the Bible. When the man changed, you, 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 you should know that your madam is doing you a favor. For coming to adopt you and take care, you must be submissive. When he tells you something, hallelujah. You will even respond. So, 
It is not that the word I'm preaching is not bad, though, because it is humbly on where God wants you to change. The difficult aspect of hearing the word of God is where it comes like a hammer on your shoulder to change something you hold dear to. It is so easy to come to church and walk out and send your boyfriend a message that from today, we are, I'm not interested in this fornication. I am not, if that's the reason you marry me, let's part this relationship. It's a change. That's something. Rather rebel against God's word, rebellion and witchcraft, they are sisters. Hmm? Rebellion is at the scene of witchcraft. They are there. Every rebellious person, God sees you as a witch. As a witch. That's another message, not for today. They are men. Rebellion. And rebellion is in a lot of marital home. Girl, let me tell you, do you know the responsibility? Do you know why God put you in a state of submission? Because of the way you must receive. Catch it, you catch it when I finish. Do you know why God put you in the state of submission and not love? Huh? Because you can only give when you love. For God so loved the way that He gave. Because the man must give seed, God gave him the responsibility to love. Because you are a receiver, you have the responsibility of submission. So that you'll be ready every time. God doesn't make mistakes. If he puts you in a state of love, then it means that you have to give something. But you can't give. You have to receive. A woman is a receiver. A man is a giver. And you can only give when you love. When God loved the way he gave his son. So when you love your wife, you give her seed. And you need submission to receive the seed. You don't determine when the seed must come. It is not the anchor that tells when the water should come inside. Somebody say, what is Ankre? This time we call it polytank. When we were growing up, it's Ankre. <laughs> That's a botanical name for polytank. So the reservoir does not determine when the water should come inside. It must be ready for the water. That is what you are made for. I say, that's what you are made for. I say, that's what you are made for. A car is made to drive. A bicycle is made to drive. A woman is made... All the ladies say, wow. <laughs> I don't agree with you. Okay. When reality comes, you face it. I didn't preach and say, agree with me. We don't preach for people to agree. You don't hear preaching to agree. You hear preaching to obey. Enough. Hallelujah. Can I ask you a question? Have you noticed that even the guys who don't go to church, they want to marry women from the church? Have you asked why? That's one thing you have to ask question. Yeah, I know guys who doesn't want to have anything to the church. Sandy Okodi, Okodi, a friend said, TZ, and then cut and But she wants a Christian woman. There is something in a man that is looking for a woman that is submissive. I met a politician recently in a funeral. He said, there's somebody to prophet that, hey! Every worthy man, he told me in the funeral. possible. That's a the guy just believed that he's surviving because of his wife's prayer. He's an unbeliever. 
cannot marry a man and be treacherous to him. By nature, you are not made to be aggressive. A woman must learn submissive and softness. In fact, sometimes it has to show in the way you talk. If you learn to talk very soft, you attract a lot of attention. Don't talk to your husband raising your voice. Every time, make sure your voice is very low. Bring it in a low tone voice. Eh, but you have to also know the things he does. <coughs> Don't go there. Hallelujah. Don't go there. Don't go there. Because you see, when divorce comes in marriage, statistics show that the men easily get women to marry. But the woman, it becomes difficult. As if the Bible has not been fair. Society has not been fair to women. Yes, I've seen even men of God divorce their wife. And in short one, there's a bishop in America, Bishop Clarence. He divorced his wife and married in two weeks. The good, the bad, and the ugly, they are there. <clears throat> divorce is why I came to church and announced, Hey man, I got a message for you today. This is your pastor. I've, I've divorced my wife. It's uh, no more my wife. Two weeks, yet it's an announcement. Pastor Mary's sister, Clarence Oja. He married another preacher. The woman he married came to the church and preached. I heard something that shocked me. They say almost most great men of God in the world that divorced their wife, they finally granted divorce in America. A lot of great preachers in the world who have separated and divorced their wife, it finally ended in America. I don't know how true it is, but I heard American preachers say it. America. Look at somebody's America. America. America, you see the way you advertise billboard there. Eh? You see it billboard printed. Want to divorce your wife? Everything, $200. How many of you have gone to America to see it? It is there. Every, they have a way of putting it like, you don't just put $200. Obey, or, lawyer no work on it. America, we divorce by buying granite. affected them. Because you can't love what God hates. Marriage is a covenant. And God doesn't want it to get just destroyed like that. No. It's not convenient. Are you getting what I'm talking about? Be careful. Slap somebody and say, be careful. If you are sitting here, you are married, then you see that you have messed up your husband and then you have denied him sex and try go and apologize and say that I'm coming here to pay my dues. In the name of Yeshua Amashiach. Tell that I'm lying down for you for three days. Just pay the dues. Mm. Then like I say, hey, hey, now you hear what I'm telling you. <laughs> Go and pay your dues. People are walking in the charismatic church with grief. I'm telling you. <laughs> if you hear the things I hear, you'll be careful. Mm-hmm. Don't use sex as a weapon to punish your husband. Oh, and God will not even forgive you. Who say that? When you marry, your body does not belong to you, but the man. It's in the Bible. The woman doesn't own his body. So the day you marry, your body is not yours, it's for your husband. Likewise, the man's body is not for him, but for the wife. It is written in the Bible. You can't change scriptures. Scriptures cannot be broken. You can do that when you are caught, but when not married. 
So you must not use that as a weapon because you think your husband needs it. You will pay for it. Dearly. When I listen to the man, I say, wow. This is heavy duty. So, the marriage is not even safe because you think it's 25 years. It's in the 25th year anniversary. Anniversary is not a guarantee that the marriage is happy. God doesn't measure success by duration. He measured it by donation. So you can be married for 40 years and you have not made your wife happy. You can be married for 40 years and the partner has just endured. He has not enjoyed. Because sometimes people can make a decision based on covenant. For the sake of Christ and my Christian world, I will stay in this thing, not because I'm happy. But it is better rather to stay and be happy. Ooh. How many of you are learning something here today? God bless you. We need to close. I was going to give you some points, but I don't think. Because every point is a book. Anytime you are discouraged, seven tragedies happen. And I want to give you those seven tragedies that attach to a discouraged spirit. Seven tragedies attach to be discouraged. So anytime you are discouraged, these tragedies attach to your life. Anytime you are discouraged, let me give you, it's about 10, I'll give you like 3. Everybody say discouragement. So discouragement attracts certain tragedies into your life. And I'm learning them. At any time you are discouraged, this tragedies attach to you. You start praying the wrong prayers. What do I call it? You start praying what? Anytime you are discouraged, what do you start doing? Oh, you, you, are not, you are not listening to me. What do you do? Hmm. First Kings, chapter 19, verse 4. Among all the ministry, prophet, pastor, evangelist, teacher, and apostle, the one that attracts a lot of discouragement is the prophetic anointing. Elijah has killed 450 prophets of Baal. A woman threatened her. And he ran away. Mighty prophet. Listen to his prayer. But he himself went a day's journey unto the wilderness and came and sat down under a juniper tree and requested for himself that he might die. The word requested is the Hebrew word for praying. He requested that he might die. And he requested for himself that he might die and said, It is, it is enough. Now, O oh Lord, take away my life, for I am not better than my father's. Discouragement can lead to pray the wrong prayers. I like the one who say, Wow. If it happened to a prophet, what about you? The one who caught fire from heaven is discouraged. You have not even called an ant. What would you do? The one who caught fire from heaven is now praying that you should die. It means that when you allow discouragement to rise to a certain level, your prayers are wrong. 
Your father will come here, people are praying. That is why I love to learn to speak in tongues more. Now, because a lot of you, eh, when we leave you to pray with your understanding, all the prayers are junk. So we have to stay in Romans chapter 8 and verse number 26. Likewise, the Spirit also helps our infirmities. We don't know what we should pray as God, but the Spirit himself make it intercession. So in tongues, the Holy Ghost pray on your behalf. What happened to you? The first strategy of discouragement is so you start, you begin to pray what? Wrong prayers. Happened to the prophet who caught fire from heaven. Can you imagine a prophet praying that you will die? Think about it. God told him, I'm not a murderer. Kill me. He prayed that you will die. If you start getting discouraged, you pray wrong prayers. It's a trusted weapon of the devil. Somebody say, Amen to Jesus. Moses did the same thing in Numbers chapter 11. Moses did the same thing. He prayed the same prayer in Numbers chapter 11. Am I the one who brought these people? Kill me. Well, read it. He said it. Look at someone and say, Don't be discouraged. Don't be discouraged. Fight it as a weapon. The reason your faith is not working is because of discouragement. Discourage. Your courage has been removed. What happened to you when you start getting discouraged? What's the first point? What's the first act? You start doing what? Okay, number two. You say the wrong things. Hmm. A good message for somebody to go and preach it somewhere. First one, you pray the wrong prayers. And then number two, you say the wrong things. You can say something and it's not prayer, and you can pray and you are not saying something. Hallelujah. Job chapter 3, verse 3. Who else will say wrong things than Job? You say the wrong things when you get discouraged. Let the day perish wherein I was born. And the night in which it was said, there is a man child conceived. Job cursed the day of his birth. Give me the NIV version. Discouragement are setting. Wow. May the day of my birth perish. And the night it was said, a boy is born. Let that one to so perish. You say wrong things when you are discouraged. Let me tell you number one thing that you shouldn't say. Hey, right now, another year two has passed. Right now, it means that you didn't accomplish anything in a year. Can I go deeper? Mm-hmm. You say wrong to when you are discouraged. And sometimes you say it looking in the mirror. Oh, thank you, yeah, thank you. Then my am covering me. Ready? Then no me who? Whoevery, show me. So you are talking to yourself. Let's see. Thinking can be defined as talking to oneself. Thinking can be defined as talking to oneself. Be careful what you think about. Because anytime you are thinking, you are talking to yourself. Give me the message Bible. Have you seen the source of discouragement? We'll continue tomorrow. This evening, I will continue the discouragement and link it to the family life because you need it. It is discouragement that is making you deny your husband sex.
Because discouragement can let you lose appetite for everything. When people are discouraged, food doesn't take good in their mouth. And if your mouth will not taste good food, every part that receives things will not taste good. How do you want me to say it? That's the way it is. Hey! Oh, betray it. You see, no, no. Oh, betray the day I was born. Blank out the night I was conceived. I know say. Hey! What's the meaning of the word oblit? I have to go and check. I don't know. I, 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 it's, 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 it's not a very familiar word. That is American English. Americans have their own English. Somebody say, Amen. What is the second point that comes when you are discouraged? <clears throat> what is it? You say wrong things. A lot of you are saying wrong things. Wrong things. Anytime you see somebody speaking wrong things, the person is discouraged. You are discouraged. And let me tell you something. Be careful because discourage is infectious. You see a discouraged person, don't befriend him. Stay out of that person. Clap well so that God will remember you. Hmm. Especially when you are spiritual, you are prayerful. When you see, even when you see your husband is discouraged, try to lift him out of the discouragement. But if he persists, warn him. The message, everybody should get a copy. One of the things I always thank God for, Lady Ivy, is that you will never find discouragement in his face. Some of the major challenges we have gone through, even when I'm down, you see her standing up. And sometimes you look at him and say, boy, you have, you have passed through tougher things than this. This one too will pass. Wake up and go and eat. One day he told me something I never thought. He said that you always forget that God is on your side. He looked at me and said, do you know that? So I said, how do you know? He said, no, because you have survived things others will not survive. Even me, some of the things you, you shake it off. No. And you must always make sure. Listen, for instance, let me say, it is dangerous for two people to live under the roof and both of them are discouraged. Satan has taken over the house. If you're not with him in Auburn, someday, he's not a landlord. When you see one person is discouraged, gather courage. It is courage that makes David pursued Amalekites in Ziklag. And when they were ready to start, the Bible said, David encouraged himself in the Lord. If he got discouraged, it will be the end of all his blessing, his wife and his properties. And David pursued after them. And what did he do? God said that you, you must pursue, uh, overtake and recover all. And it happened exactly what he said. If you stayed in a state of discouragement, you wouldn't have recovered all. So anytime you are discouraged, your blessing will still be in the camp of the enemy. And let me tell you, I don't care whether you are my son or a, a pastor or a father. When I send the spirit of discouragement, you will cut you off. I will make sure you stay away from me. No. It is one of the spirits that I will never get too close around me. And I will even wish you were out of my life. If you persist. Because every discouraged person will not produce anything good. It will build up until you destroy he himself.
If David encouraged himself in the Lord, you can. If Paul encouraged himself in the Lord, you can. The stone point said we must through my tribulation to enter. Paul wake up and exhorting the spirit of the disciples and exhorting them that we must through my tribulation to enter the kingdom of God. It took courage for Paul to say that the sinking ship will not sink. Courage. There is no substitute for courage in your quest for victory. Don't be discouraged because your fiancé left you. A better one is coming on the way. You are wasting your time here praying and fasting with the spirit of discouragement. Shake it off. Destiny is not in the hands of any man. Not marrying that man does not mean God has ended with you. A better one is coming. This is the thing about God I've seen. Anytime one chapter closed, another new one is open. Yes. Somebody say Amen. If you get discouraged, what do you do? You start saying the wrong things. You start praying the wrong prayers. And you start saying the wrong things. How many of you sincerely have said some wrong things? Mm-hmm. Kill it. I say kill it. I say do what? Let God be true. And every man be what? Can I give you more? When you get discouraged, you begin to think the wrong things. I don't put it, you think about the wrong things. You pray wrong prayers, you say the wrong things, and you think. As a man thinketh in his heart. So you cannot be different from your thinking. When you get discouraged, all your meditations become wrong. You think wrong things. Remember, how did I define thinking? Speaking to yourself. Speaking to what? Hallelujah. I told my wife that when God blesses me, and one day I build a new house, I'll build a thinking room. And it will be soundproof. It means I only go there to think. There will not be anything there. It will only be a small chair. With just an empty room with the colors alike. And it will be, it, it, the room should be such a way that when the pin drops, you won't hear. And I only go there to think. Many years ago, most of the time I've heard the voice of God tell me, leave this noisy environment and go to a quiet place. I want to speak to you. You will never hear the voice of God living in a, a noisy environment. That's why sometimes fasting and staying in the portal city is good for you. What is any new town? Ah. I remember my wife used to live in Italy. His father's uh, 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 house is there. And then, new town, new town, maybe a commercial bank around the northern street. I'm telling you, most of them say, Oh, no. to me, two moto no exhaust. Pru, pru. Pru, pru. Pru, 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 pru. Now, He became so used to it that he can sleep with the poo poo and never he was able to sleep. Obit me to the car is also not enough. Some of the greatest revelations that came to me in life was when I was living in Bulimi in Bawi. At that time, it was a new developed area, and it, uh, we were just in the bush. 
The place was so much a bush, I have to have a lot of dogs in the house. Bush. And it was quiet. And we could hear the voice of God. Noisy environment cut off God's voice. You go to the wettiest place in every country, one of the signs is there that is quiet. Where I live, nobody plays tape. Ghetto blaster. Have you seen that where you live, somebody can come and put the speaker at the back? No, the same. Bob Mali, kuntum, kum, pum, pum, pum. They're boom. No, 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 Kobana. A village champion. There's a place you live, nobody. No, 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 no. Nobody. Hallelujah. I have two pirates. My neighbors complain that I have to take them from my house. One of my neighbors said the pirate talk too much. Quiet. You can come there and feel like human beings are not living there. That is why I say that in a wealthy society, it's a very lonely society. I've lived in a place for four years. There are some neighbors I've never spoken to. And we share a wall. That's how this, that is how the environment is. Sometimes they wave at you. You don't talk. Hello, pastor. How are you? Good night. No. Hallelujah. There's nothing wrong. But when if I'm ready to walk in God's blessing, eh, there's a time in your life you have to move out of that environment. That is why sometimes I love the potter city. You see, you can imagine at the time when we get to a place, maybe next year by this time, there are no workers here. A lot of things are complete. And it's quiet. Because I've taught a lot about marriage, it is my custom family life. I ask, I allow people to ask about two or three questions. It's very important because that then it can be complicated. Which makes me not be free and all confused. Not just yet, Papa. That they also have the name for mom every time. My husband born no past six. A boy be seven thirty no buy. A boy be eight thirty no buy. That one has a demon. That one dragging me. Let me cast a demon out of the man. It's not a normal person. Hallelujah. Okay, first question. I just want to ask three questions. Hallelujah. Daddy, please. Uh, you said something about if you are praying and your husband wants to fire. Mm-hmm. Does that mean you have to leave the prayer and go and attend to the your husband in case you are fasting? Mm-hmm. And he calls you and says he, he needs you at home. Mm-hmm. You have to stop and go. If I'm getting your question well, let's say you are fasting for three days. Yes. And, and in the middle the of the comes, fasting. The man comes. Yes. He doesn't break the fast. You continue your fast, but you are paying extra. Uh, <laughs> you can marry a man that has understanding. Oh, 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 oh. Like, I live in my matrimonial understanding. So I tell my wife, girl, next week I want to just... So, because sometimes I fast in the house and it's dry. Sometimes my wife tells me that I want to fast for three days. Because of understanding. Uh, I didn't know... Uh, oh, he said, come on, I'm in a fasting. That one is called understanding. But not all men. So, you see, in marriage, you make an adjustment. Sometimes, to even me, there are times that I have agreed but the pressure let me say, no, the Yakupa will still listen to your prayer. Uh, somebody says, so that is not here. 
Like I was coming to say, I'm not a human being. If I don't tell you the truth, you think you are going to marry a pastor, you think you are going to marry an angel, you are making a mistake. I carried anointing very strong, but I'm even more romantic than your husband who doesn't carry any anointing. I have learned a lot of things. So, so I mean, the point is that uh, you are the fasting. Normally, it does not because, because it's your husband, it's not a sin. Sex is not a sin. Don't picture any sex act in marriage, it's not a sin. You, the woman, it doesn't really affect you. It is a man that is not advisable to fast and have sex. You can collapse. Especially when we are doing like uh, uh, is it absolute fast or something on water or dry fasting, it's no good. Even the sister says, maybe when we break the fasting, fine. But dry fasting three days, Master. Then So, if you don't, because at that time, that's why I'm telling you that I didn't want to go too much into details about it. Every woman must learn the psychology of a man. Psychology is the study of the mind. So, there's a way a man's mind works. It's different from the way a woman's mind works. And there are also something we call temperament. No temperament is wrong because God created them. So you can't tell me because I'm quiet, I'm wrong. And you can't also say because you, are, you like talking, you are wrong. It's your temperament. But temperaments must be shaped by God's way. Hello. So are you getting the point now? So it's not a sin. You, it doesn't affect you. No, it doesn't affect you. A woman must not get in a, 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 a sex. The tightness in sex and the effect. For instance... Scientists equate that when a man finishes, because they say that sex is one of the best exercises for men. When a man finishes one sex, he has to run 1,500 meters. Don't you see where your husband pants when he finishes? Huh? All the women, you cry, your boyfriend, you remember? <laughs> <laughs> the only thing is that you are hypocrites. That's why I don't like preaching to you. Because when you bring me to this dimension, I will preach it the way it is. It's a fact. One boy is clapping. I wish all of you would be clapping. Where's one he, sincere person here? What's it? Oh, we are home, you know. No, it, it's actually who you are the type that stretch him. You, you'll be brief because they, that is why they believe that is the best exercise. And it releases a man from tension. Yeah. It is not good for the man to be alone. If you are over 40 years, you are not married, and you live for five years without sex, psychologically, it's not good for you. There are certain age in life you must be married. It's very crucial. Because marriage can prolong your life. It's not just for sex alone, the affection. When you roll in bed, you can touch somebody, and somebody can touch you alone. Psychologically, it balances you. Yeah, hello. Um, Daddy, please, I wanted to ask a question. You did make mention of the fact that, um, for instance, for you, the man of God, when, when you compare it to the, maybe the regular guy who is saying, I'm the man of God, um, your sexual drive is a little bit much higher. Like it's, a, it's an assumption. So how about the ladies who are women of God? What happens to them? And how about if they are 
spouse, or let me say the husband doesn't have a high sexual drive, what then happens to the whole marriage? I'm getting the question very clear, so I don't know how to answer okay. that. Let me, let me try and run it. Let me try and see if we are on the same line. One, it's like, um, say it again. <laughs> Okay, um, you did make mention earlier that um, for you, the men of God, like your sexual okay, drive... I said something about the fact that men of God can have a very sexual drive. Let me tell you something about sex. The more people feel tired, the more they desire sex. Okay. It's psychologically thing about men. The more they get stressful, the more they feel tired, the more they go for sex. Now, for instance, the Greek word and the Hebrew word for ministry... It's also the same word for stress. That is why if you study, if you don't take, you see some pastors say they have children and the children are very close in age. I'm a victim. Between my third, my second born and the third born, the year is less than one year. Or maybe some one year. So Yami has stopped me. I have about 20. So, I'm trying to answer the question a little bit before you move forward. So, it's not just in ministry alone. It depends on what your husband does, bank manager. There are certain works, it goes with stress. And you may be aware, as you listen to people and work, it gives a certain thing. When it comes, one of the ways to offload the stress is that. So, the woman here must also understand that we came to offload. <laughs> yes, continue. Uh -huh. Yeah, so please, when it comes to the ladies... Woman. So women. you are trying to ask that, does it also affect the woman in ministry? Yes. No, when you go to a ministry you are a woman, you are still a woman. That, that thing doesn't change. But the thing rather is that, the danger is that... Watch the international scene. You see that a lot of great women of God have problems with marriage. You must learn how to balance the ministry... In satisfying also a man. When you are a woman, you are somehow in a disadvantage. Because when you, can you imagine, let's say, Lady Ivy come to preach in all the way I'm preaching. Mm -hmm. When I started trying to move my wife and force her at a point to preach, one day God stopped me and said, oh, Wait. Don't do this thing. Don't force her. And don't push her and try to let her preach it to affect you. Because there is a way ministry takes you out of people and a family. Ministry has a way of separating you from a family. So a lot of women have not be able to balance that. So they become successful in ministry and lose their family life. So he said the way the demand of your work and your ministry, eh, leave your wife now. Don't put pressure to preach until the children get to a certain age. Because now, her ministry now is to me and the family. Because I don't have much time for the children in terms of the academic work. But he handles that. The same thing happened to be supported in the post-ministry. The wife is the one who takes care of the children. And the wife started preaching after the last born finished university. And then he came to the limelight of ministry. Because if you do that... and. It is not the same with everybody. It depends on the nature of ministry. Because my ministry most times take me out. Even if I'm in the house, I, sometimes my family still don't have too much access to me. Depends on what I'm doing. Because I can stay in the house and go to the upper room and stay there for seven days. 
So, when you are a woman, the point here is that there is nothing wrong. You can, but it's, it's extremely difficult. Like I was, can you imagine my wife finished preaching like this? Morning after, he come home, and I'm the man, and I'm coming for sex. It can be very stressful. But if she also doesn't fulfill that one, it can affect her. When we hear people say, doesn't have time for me, it boils down to sex. Quiet. Thank you very much. It's wonderful tips. Mission is, I don't know about, it has been said, or I've ever heard, that as a Christian, you should not send your mind on vacation, or because you are like a spiritual person, or you are spiritual. So, I'm very sensitive with words, so make sure you don't put it wrong. You say it has been said, or it is said. If okay. you say something in my meeting, quote a scripture, if it's not a scripture, then it's an opinion. You say it has been said, that it is what? You say something. Uh, I've, I think it's said, from, from the book I read. From vacation. Yeah, from a book I read that you shouldn't send your mind on vacation, meaning... What is the meaning of that? Eh? Meaning sending your mind on vacation is sometimes not trying to use, not trying to maximize the right usage of the mind, or because you feel, you feel that sense of spirituality. So sometimes you can do forget what you are supposed to do with the mind. I wish I would have said something that, that you shouldn't, you shouldn't, you, mm-hmm. God cannot do for you what the mind is supposed to do for you. Okay. Uh-huh, okay something like okay. this. Go, okay, go ahead. I uh-huh. think I'm, I'm getting so where you're coming from. So, with this thing that I, I heard, that you shouldn't send the mind on vacation, meaning you shouldn't stop to use your mind, or because okay, okay, you okay. feel... So, it's more like an idiomatic expression. Okay, go ahead. You go. feel like you are a spiritual person or you are a Christian. Okay. Therefore, it's good to be led by the Spirit sorry in most things. Sorry we didn't go to good school, so we don't know those high, high, high. I'm sorry. So, <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> so, when it comes to somebody who is in her adventure of searching, now, which aspect should I engage the most? Should I actually engage the Spirit in searching the most or involve the mind? I mean, how does it, is it correlated or how does now, it... Let me give a lot of correction here. Still hold the microphone. Okay. The Bible talks about carnal mind and spiritual mind. So it's not just a mind. There is a carnal mind and there is a spiritual mind. To be carnally minded is death. To be spiritually minded is life. The question is, who is a spiritual minded person? And who is a carnal minded person? So it's not a matter of applying. For instance, when you go to America, there's something called motivational speakers. Most of them are not even born again. They are not. But they can play on your mind. Are you getting it? When we say spiritual minded person, what is it? It means that it's a person whose decision is based on the scriptures. Period. When you say somebody is spiritual, it doesn't mean the person is floating in the air. Spirituality is not good morning. Jesus. Oh, I praise the Lord, sir. Hallelujah. When you greet me, I just fear the Holy Ghost. No. It's not spirituality. It's foolishness. Spirituality is anybody who is moving and then his life is based on the authority of God's word. I will go deeper. For instance, a prayerful person does not even mean somebody who prays and shout. So somebody can sit down like this. Very deep in the spirit. Somebody can be humble, 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 and she him. Nothing is inside. 
There's nothing wrong with that. Because the reason why she knew is that he's doing the thing, but he has no understanding what he's doing. For instance, when you pray and you come to a point, and then the prayer is not coming, and you are standing. What is the meaning of that? It is called groaning. But do you understand why you have gotten to that place? And do you have understanding of what you are getting? If you don't have understanding, you do. Satan can take advantage of you. So spiritual-minded person is somebody who has knowledge on God's way. So when you are speaking in tongues and I'm speaking in tongues, it's not the same because of what I stand on. So when I lift the anointing on you and you lift it, it's not the same. Because of the fundamental scriptures and the grace and what is in me. So when I take the oil, the devil knows it carries authority than when you take it. When you take his chemical permit. So we must get that one very clear. If you don't take care and you start thinking, use your mind, use your mind, use your mind, use it based on scripture. What are you using your mind to do for one night? So, it's not a matter of just using your mind. The application of your mental senses must be based on authentic scriptures. Because it's only the Bible that can tell you what you are doing is wrong or what you are doing is right. Without that, your mind cannot tell you. Number two, God doesn't speak to your mind. He speaks to your spirit. Mm -hmm. And your spirit, man, your mind must be trained to respond to God's word. So if you don't take care, you live in the church. This is what brought all the motivational speaking in the church that turned the church spirituality to carnality. That a lot of charismatics is driving the Holy Ghost away from the church. So you can go to a church, the church looks very nice, people are sitting there, but the Spirit of God has left. Because the leader himself has lost the Spirit. The fact that you see crowd does not mean it's a sources. No, no, no. God is not synonymous with Jesus. No, no, no. We can gather fuel at it. That is why I'm not moved by how many people are there that can preach to anything. Anything. And anyhow. Because people that have changed their word with revival, they were not crowd. No. If you see more of them in Azusa, where a few group of people started praying and sparked a word revival. Period. Makion, Dems, and his guys were praying, and that was the birth of Church of Pentecost. Period. It was not a crowd. The crowd is aftermath. So, you have to get that one very clear and get it. So, it's not a matter of uh, your mind has gone on vacation or that because people have centered on their mind, mind, mind and left the spirit. Now, for instance, motivational speaking is good, but what have they produced? I can never build Porter City with a motivational speaking. It has to be based on the spiritual. So when you go to Otta at Bishop Boydepe's place, and you go to uh, uh, some of the places, you see that it is not based on, because motivational speakers must show what they have produced, compared to what faith is producing. So use your mind, but let it based on scripture. Why are you following this girl? Why do you want to marry her? Is it based on love or lust? How do I know? So the asset is like the prophetic. How do you know you are a genuine wrong prophet? Why do you know you are going offline? 
How do you know what you said is not from God? It can only be judged by the scripture. So the highest prophecy is God's word. And every prophecy must be judged by the word. So that is why I've taken my time and I'm still studying God's word. Because a lot of voices are in the air, including God's voice. How do you judge between God's voice and a wrong voice? It has to be in the word. What is the conclusion of the matter? You don't lose walking in the word. Can I go deeper? Anything born by gift will be trapped. Anything born by word will triumph. Give me a scripture. One, whether they be prophecies, they will cease. Whether they be told, they will cease. So, prophecies, even when they will cease. Word of God abided forever. A true prophet is the one who can divide God's word. As when you are in error, you will know. The devil can speak to you when you are prophesying. One day I was in the waiting. Eh? That is how God taught me his presence and the devil's presence. I didn't know about that. Have you ever been to a room and you sense something has come in a shadow and you start being afraid? Good. I was in a room fasting for a long period of time and I heard footsteps. But when the footsteps start moving in the room, I could feel like somebody is moving in the room. But I felt a lot of peace and serenity. Immediately, the Holy Ghost told me, this is the difference between me and the devil. And after that, another scene came. When he came, I started feeling unease. If the visitation is gone, you will never be afraid. So one of the signs of descending between God and the devil is that Satan comes with a dispatch rider of fear. God comes with peace. He's not the author of confusion. So this guy that you are going out with every time you are afraid, check it. I'll deal with that tomorrow. It is called spiritual traffic light. The law of traffic light is that you don't hear a sound. You must know the sign. That is why the whole world traffic lights are the same. Because it is internationally accepted and approved that red means stop, yellow means ready, green means go, 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 and go. And if you don't go to kindergarten, start tomorrow. It means that you cannot move an automobile vehicle and move and say you don't know the signs of the traffic. Once you don't know the sign that red means stop and you are moving, you are heading towards a crash. So there are spiritual traffic adopt. Sometimes God doesn't say something. He gives you a sign. But I'll give you those signs. What are the signs that say, don't travel? What are the signs that say, don't go to this funeral? What are the signs that say, don't go to this party, even though you are the chairman? What are the signs that say that you have accepted important opportunity or responsibility, but God doesn't want you to go because there is a trap ahead? What are the signs that say, no, even though you are born engagement ring, don't proceed with this marriage? What are the signs? that tomorrow. 
Then the voice of the Holy Ghost, you will escape a lot of trouble. What are the signs that say, don't start this business. Don't go to school now. Or go to school now. Don't let the children go to school. Sometimes I do things. I'll tell my wife that. If I disobey God, maybe we'll know the other side. That sometimes my children are going to say, I wake up and say, let, let the little girl doesn't go to school. Let them stay at home. Let the two go. Let they go and come. Next day he goes. That time they will go and come and say, Oh, today Christ said, Why is that just for daddy? You know your teacher didn't come to school. For instance, you can go and sit in a bus. There is only one person that has been sentenced to witchcraft attack and death. But if you don't take care and you have discernment, it's going to go with a lot of lives. There are people in the family, as a result of witchcraft covenant, when they die, they want to die with other people. There are signs. Amen. One day I was traveling with my driver. We were going to preach somewhere in Takrade. I was sitting at the back. He was driving. Um, I think I was sitting in the front. I don't like sitting in the car back for somebody to drive me. So I was driving. We got to a certain point. The Lord said, stop it. I said, park, park. I said, go park the car. He told me that daddy is going to wee wee or something. Then I said, and I took the seat. I said, come and sit down. And I took the seat. And I said, is it not odd? You are sitting there. I took the seat. Then, after about 20 minutes of drive, we met a head-on collision accident. And at the great time, we were taking meeting our car. Hallelujah. And then, later, something happened. He dived into the bush. Because there was not going to be any escape place for us. Anyhow. The Lord said, if you didn't take this, the steer, it would have been a different story. Because the attack that is coming, he in the steering wheel cannot meet it. After that, I gave the steer back to him and then we continue. It's called sensitivity. <laughs> and you don't need to be a prophet to handle that. You have to operate in word of knowledge. The spiritual gifts are not for prophets. They are for every Christian. Amen. Well, God bless you. A very good time in the presence of God. Time for knowledge, understanding. Stand to your feet. Oh, you wanted to ask? Oh, okay. Ask, ask, ask your question. Daddy, I remember, I stand to be corrected. I remember you saying the head of a man is, sorry, the head of a woman is a man. Mm-hmm. And the head it's of not, a man is Christ. Saying, that's what the Bible says. Okay. And the head of what? The, the man, man is Christ. Christ. Okay. Based on this, as a woman, if you get married, is it biblical or is it compulsory to follow your husband to his church? Let's say I'm dating and I'm in this church. My partner is in another church, but I know he, he, he believes in Christ. He's a believer. But I know his church is not a church that personally would help me in my Christian life. But he insists that when we marry, join my church. Probably you've tried to convince him to come with you to church, but he still insists. But you know that this is not a place that will help me in my Christian life. What do you do in such a, such a situation? Clap for her. It's a very good question. 
a very good question. Hallelujah. Uh, it's going to be part of my teaching tomorrow, but I'll deal with it today. Number one, girl, let me tell you this. If you get ready to marry a man, you must get ready to follow him to everything. This thing he just said, it has created a lot of crisis in matrimonial homes. If you think that, because why should you think of marrying a man that you think his church cannot help you, but you still want to go ahead and marry him? Because the time is coming there, you will come to certain crisis that you need the word of the Lord to help you. This is where a lot of marriage gets into problem. What do you do when you marry and you attend a dead church? A dead church simply means a church that don't believe in the movings of the Holy Spirit. Maybe they don't believe in fasting. Maybe the pastor is not interested in prayer and you are there. So these are things that I'm going to tell you. I spoke about signs. So, well, girl has put me ahead. But because the question has come, I'm going to explain. But I'll go into details. Don't fall in love. Walk in love. And these are the painful uh, lessons you must make decisions on before you marry. Because after you marry, you are not in control. And I will put it in your coconut. You are only in control when the marriage has, we have not declared your husband and wife. The day we declare you, because I'm telling you, this thing that you can even receive beating if it's not spiritual. Because if he goes to a church that you don't like, then the church that you don't like can teach him to beat you. I don't want to mention for a Saturday, but there's a pastor who advised one of his church member men that we are not there. That's what it's that's what it's not literacy. So it's a very dicey something. Hallelujah. It's not the name of I love because some of you are because of the competition of uh, everybody wants to marry. Sometimes you people become blind in courtship. And there is another thing I would deal with. Oh, if I marry, I will change the situation. It's the most foolish decision you can ever make in life. Don't, you don't marry to change your partner. You marry to accept them the way they are. So when you know the guy drinks so much, so much and you continue to marry him, the drinking will only go up. Marriage has a way of magnifying the real you. So when you drink in secret, in marriage you bring it open. When you smoke in secret, you bring it open. Ooh, that is why God doesn't prosper people very quick. Because money magnifies who you are. If you give money to a cocaine dealer, he deals with cocaine more. Hmm? If I go to my hometown and give money to my mother, you start giving it to his, his grandchildren. Are you getting it? Money magnifies who you are. So these are the things you have to deal with. It's a very important question. And it's crucial. The spiritual state of your marriage. It is not just about you. It is also about the children you are going to give birth. So if you will not follow you to your church, and you will not come to your church, it is going to be freshing. And that freshing can spark something. Because anytime there is tension in the house, it parts the two of you. And when the tension persists, it takes you to the next level. Tension in the house Cut off sexual act, cut off joy, cut off harmony, cut off affection, and then it builds from one point to the other. Don't let the sun fall on your anger and three days has passed. <laughs>
if you look at it, you have to wait. Should I go to this marriage? Follow this guy to this church? That they don't believe in a lot of things and that I won't grow. Or I have to pay the price to say, please, if it is your church, thank God for caution. I can't continue this relationship. Let God give you somebody better than me. Let's part. Amen. If you start moving the spirit of pretense, it's okay, let's marry. We will do it. Tell him. Can we put it on paper and sign it as a vow? Very crucial. And then, if you're not a vow, that's not just paper. Can we go to my pastor and your pastor and we agree on this matter so that they become witness? But there's another clause at all I want to put in. Maybe you like that one. You might not get it. Somebody pay 14 years that to marry a woman. But when a man truly loves you, he goes where you want to go. Another point. Jacob can pay 14 years to get one woman. What will be the problem about which church we attend? The Bible says, drink water from your own system. That is sometimes true to marry around the environment. It's important. Marry a man who believes what you believe. See. No. Don't get it. Then paper sign him has come inside. For instance, Bishop Oedipo made his wife sign a document to marry her. But I'm sold out to this way. You might not get the attention you want. We need to go ahead and marry me. Say yes, inside. Wow. Yeah. Some people are very serious with the things they do for God. Yeah. So, yeah, it's good. But I'm telling you. And let me tell you this. I have seen once like that, that after marriage, the man told the woman, I'm going to the mosque to follow me. Wedding in a charismatic church. Beat the girl. You are the almost killer. Because he said, now, we're too bad. And too bad also. And more, I didn't go to the conference. My affi. My my affi, I mean, good, I'm going to say, I didn't take. And now, girl. Now, they're doing good. They say, no, I'll watch you. And they say, now, they're not. Sister, oh, yeah, what's wrong with you? I'm going to say, I'm going to say, I'm going to say, I'm going to say, Hey! Oh, hey, hey. Hey, my boy. Now with your dear good in our name, now quite a sister share. Oh, crown crown say my now bukashi and nothing. And I'm telling you, he beat the his wife. He almost killed her. So let's go to the mocks. Religiosity in because when people are religious and they are not spiritual, they can be very dangerous. You can be religious and not be spiritual. God is not really for religious people. He's looking for spiritual. Religion is somebody who go to church, go to church, communion, you see, but he doesn't have Christ in there. To grow in the things of God is very crucial. So it's a very good question. But tomorrow I'll go into details. There are other dimensions he didn't bring. You see, when he asked the question, I brought other dimensions that he didn't bring. That is very crucial. Don't be blind because you want to marry. Because the marriage you are entering, someone wants to come out. <laughs> I didn't know Jim the car could be so changing reverse gear. Ah, oh, bah. The only thing is, I can't move. See, I turn the chalk. 
It's coming back. So don't just go into it. Ask the question, why is this sister not happy? And probably you are going on the same road he passed. Oh, this is a good one, isn't it? This message, all the all night family people should hear it. Not the one who preach the message. So that the people that even need to hear, they are not there. But when I look at your face, when you marry, you will create problems. All the daughters, you are no. When you marry them, you are fine. But some of them create problems on Fridays. I see them. I know them. Hallelujah. One of, my, one of my sons came to me. We are married. He saw a lady and said, Daddy, I want to marry this lady. I said, No, go for her. I said, Daddy, you know? I said, No, I know, I know her spirit. They marry her and they are peaceful. This girl, every fasting is there. Who have forbidding power? They be an open pie. Every, every a marriage singles meeting, she's there. She's loaded. Go and be free. I'm going to say, oh, mom, can I suspect, but again, I don't find. I know both of them. They are compatible. They are fine. It's knowledge. It's understanding. Because there's no, you can never marry a perfect person. Even when angels came to heaven, they stay for long. They, came, they corrupt themselves. So you can't get a perfect person to marry. It's an understanding. And adjustment. But it's perfect. It's not possible. You are looking for sister perfect, you will never get one. Brother perfect, you will never get one. But... There are things you can overlook. There are some you can't. So tomorrow we'll learn. What are the things that I cannot overlook? I'll give you seven things to run away when you see it in a courtship. Don't change it. Once you see that thing, don't pretend you can change it. It's locked up. When you marry, rather, it to amplify itself. And there are other things that you see. It's not a threat. There are things that are threat. There are things that are not a threat. Know the sign. Now, what my sister asks is a threat. Serious threat. It can be a major issue. When they come from a church that was cook Roman, and the mama papa they see Roman son down there, what? Don't try that one. You go and try. It is not him alone. The parents will fight you. I didn't call you Roman Catholic Church. I said, Father Bukoko, and nobody knows. Let the rose in Namuso say, Papa, Papa, Rosie, a chow, Rosie, in your tip, a wire, and a tip. Who is that? Those sisters speaking in tongues at by Potter City, when all were prayers and a PFC member, only the rose in Namuso. God bless you for listening. I hope you enjoyed this message. For further inquiries, contact World Prayer Center, PO Box GP21421, Accra, or telephone plus 233-303-413-703, or plus 233-303-413-705. Email us on info at wpcministries.org, or visit our website at www.wpcministries.org.